This is the Sluggo. Slant and go. to the intro 72 weeks in a row i have screwed that puppy up but here we are anyway um ready to talk football casey the beef Krigan from living the island life driving the golf carts driving the ladies on the island wild <laughs> zach locks parker just one lady <laughs> yeah uh just one lady zach locks parker driving the golf balls wild Lox, I haven't heard you any golf stories lately. Uh, have you been on the shelf? But I've uh, actually I've been on the shelf. I uh, haven't played uh, since middle of uh, let's see October, believe it or not. Yeah, I've been about four weeks, which is a long streak for me. So it's okay. It's okay. A little time off, rehabbing. We'll be all right. Never hurt anyone. And John Chancey chimes in first of all and says, "No rave." <laughs> rave. No, there's no rave because I don't know what happened to it. I swear I uploaded it and then it wasn't there. So um, I don't no know. No intro needed for us. No, no intro, intro needed. needed. And, you know, what would this show be without me screwing up the intro? Um, <laughs> you know, that's just the way it goes. Beef, what's happening over in your neck of the woods? Yeah, no, it's the same, same old, same old here, you know, living, living the island life, like you said, just, uh, it's crazy, man. It's cold as hell in the morning and you bundle all up driving that golf cart, first world problems over to the boat. And then in the afternoon, you're shedding every piece of it because it's warm and you don't need it. So it's, it's, it's like Antarctica in the morning and uh, yeah. Florida so, in the evening. I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, that's what Parker says. He hates this weather because it's, it's like 40 in the morning and 83 in the afternoon <laughs> so he leaves here all bundled up and comes home you know in shorts and a, and a t-shirt so um you're not the only one who hates this weather or likes this weather hey i wanted to talk about feeding the vets real quick and if i can find the right thing here i got it um this was uh a rousing success i have you two gentlemen to thank for helping me getting the word out we raised 25% more than last year. So they're going to uh, eat good this year down at the uh, VFW Hall in Kyle, Texas. Nelson Wilhite, uh, very generous contribution. Rob Schreiber, um, everybody who contributed. Um, you two gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate it. It's near and dear to my heart. And I'm glad to see uh, Rob chimes in and says, Casey, props to SHB for going for two at the end. Lot sorry for encouraging you on the Utah pick. And we're all sorry for Locks. I encouraged him on a Tuesday night pick a couple weeks ago. And, it didn't uh. as well. and uh, Rob Schreiber, great news. You won the drawing. You had 15% odds to win. You yeah. won the drawing. You will get four. Let me see if I can do it right. Casey, yell at me. Four Sluggo Coasters. Drop me your, uh, your address in the um, – not in the comments. Drop it in the uh, on the social media, on the Instagram, the Slogo Instagram. I'll get those mailed out to you. Anyway, really appreciate that. Um, big awesome. success. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do next year to top it, but we'll see. Yeehaw. And Rob, before I, I want to chime in about SHP, the quarterback fell down. They ran the Philly special, had it wide open, and the quarterback fell down. So they could have beaten the number two team in the state in the state playoffs, but it's awful. Anyway. Um, this, this that sounds like this could be this week in clips of football. We haven't seen that. <laughs> we haven't seen that yet. And speaking of this week in clips of football, congratulations, Rob. Speaking of this week in clips of football, Clemson in Connecticut. I don't know how much time we want to spend on this. Uh, just an ugly, ugly game. It was forty-four to seven, and you still felt came away feeling kind of dirty, nasty, grimy. I don't dirty. Know. That's what I thought. What I don't know what it is, but. The injury situation is just totally out of control. If you look at somebody, they get hurt. And so I don't know, not a lot of takeaway. The ups and downs of DJ again. He throws one in the dirt 100 miles an hour from somebody six feet away, then he throws a beautiful touchdown pass. Who knows what's coming? Um, I mentioned to Nelson that I did want to say this. Um, Nelson and I were chatting back and forth. I mentioned that I think, I think Tyson, if he's healthy, um, should see a series or two um, just as he did to change it up. I mean, he add, he obviously adds an element that DJ can't, right? I mean, the running. So maybe you should just put him in there to change it up. I'm not saying he gives them the best chance to win playing the full game. I'm not saying he's better than DJ. I'm just saying they need something on the ground from the quarterback, and he seems to have it. Casey, your take on Connecticut Clemson or Clemson or whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, well, the one thing, the one narrative that I've read all all week is that Clemson couldn't run the ball against a woeful UConn rushing offense, and I, I'm in full agreement. But what people don't understand, too, is that two of the three-headed monster didn't play. Uh, there was no Will Shipley. There was no Kobe Pace. So it was a lot of Phil Maffa and a ton of Darian Rencher. Taking nothing against that, both those Shipley and Pace have both shown glimpses. Obviously, Moffa has as well. So I wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in the fact that Clemson couldn't run the football against UConn. Yes, you have to. It all starts at the offensive line. I understand that it didn't. They didn't get any push. But who are we putting? I say we. Who is Clemson putting at the offensive line at this point? Um, you're missing Bachhorst. You're missing Pollard. You're missing. I'm probably wrong there, but you're missing at that. I think Dabo said last night that there's only six guys available this week on the offensive line. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a mix and match and it's going to be a mash unit, but I, I just, I don't like the narrative that was going. I heard it from, from on people, local people on Twitter. I heard it from national people on, on podcasts and radio shows that Clemson couldn't get any push against, uh, against UConn, but pace and Shipley and to have all three of those guys, because Maffa is very, um, he's good when he's got his other two guys that, that are also running as well. Cause they're completely different running backs. So I don't take a lot away from the game at all. It was, it was hard to watch at times as I think all of us spoke about how hard it was to watch that game. Uh, but they got to rest up, heal up the mash unit. That's on the bench. Probably saw the last of Justin Ross in a Clemson uniform. And uh, we'll see, you know, they're four point favorites at Wake Forest or at home against Wake Forest. The 33 game winning streak is on the line. Wow. It's It's coming down to this locks. Yeah. I actually just saw before we uh, came on uh, tiger net said that uh, Justin Ross told uh, Dabo that he is committed to go to NFL. So uh, yeah, last time in the uniform after he got hurt too, sad to see, but 
you know, what do you do? Uh, had been 100% all year is, is also what Dab was saying earlier in the week. So uh, hopefully, you know, he gets healed up and can start training for NFL. But look at our look at our last two quarterbacks, you know, Marty, like you said, get a running quarterback in there and it changes the entire dynamic of the game. So I agree. I mean, I think this is going to be a tough test to keep this winning streak alive at home. And why not mix it up? Especially if DJ goes into one of his, you know, just crazy streaks where he starts slinging out of bounds or into the dirt, like you said, just mix them in, you know, whatever, a couple plays, a series, whatever. What's it going to hurt at this point? I mean, get some experience, get some reps against a, a real team too. So, I think that's what hurts in this offense is that RPO that that Clemson has been known for for a lot with Watson, with Trevor Lawrence. Sure. They're doing none of that right yeah. now. They're not doing the run pass option it's mm -hmm. they're they're doing the the um, you know the the slow mesh but there's no pass option in that at all i think yeah. i i think tyson tyson pumachan gives you that element as well that you know easy passes you know if they're saying that he doesn't have the great arm that dj obviously does you know you have those easy outlet passes the passes yeah. that would go to etn for 70 they can go to shipley and pace for 70 now too yeah yeah, it's it's one of the things that I think I think Dabo mentioned it, and I kind of latched onto it this week. He's missing the he being DJ's missing the layups, right? The seven yard passes, uh, you know, maybe not seventy, but that turn into 12, 15, 16 yards. Instead of being a first down, it's now second and ten again. Yeah. And you can't run, and your you know your line's not any good. And but we were just, saying that in our text last yeah, week, yeah. And even the announcer caught onto it too last week. Yeah. Those layups are now second and three instead of right. second and ten. And that, I promise you, would make all the difference in the world. Yeah. It, it has yeah. to. It, it, it would have to. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's just it, – it is um, – it's ugly. And, and then sometimes it's beautiful. I mean, you know, Mac – I think I used this one before. Mac Brown used to say that when Texas would win ugly, he said, sometimes you got to hug ugly. And, you know, mm -hmm. besides the flashbacks I had, um, I just, it, sometimes you do, and we've been we've been hugging ugly all year. And, uh, man, it's been a tough, long, strange trip, as we said a few weeks ago. But it hasn't just been a strange trip for Clemson, folks. Florida gave up fifty-two to Samford. Texas loses to Kansas. Washington fires Jimmy Lake. I lock in Virginia Tech and Miami this week. The next day, Miami <laughs> fires your AD, and the next day, Justin Fuente gets fired. Um, uh, and I don't know, just a bizarre and wild year to think. How many points did Florida give up by halftime? 42, maybe? To I think Stanford? so. Yeah. It's crazy. And Texas loses to, to Kansas for the second time in five years. And um, they were back in September, I think they were four and one. But I, I sent you guys the text showing um, the teams that um, Kansas has beat more than once in the last, what was it, 20 years or something? Yeah, something. It was like South Dakota State, you know, Montana Tech, and the University of Texas. What a crazy year. Locks, whatever you want to talk about out of that group or something else, knock yourself out. I mean, I'd like to just say, is it a little strange that Virginia Tech cut loose Justin Fuentes when, I mean, I was reading about it too. If they had waited until the end of the year, they would have saved a pile of cash on it, I think. $2.5 million, I think, uh, they would have saved after December 10th. I mean, is is there smoke 
is there a fire burning we don't know about? I don't know. It's just why get – I don't know. It's your boy down there coaching Louisiana, supposedly. I heard on a, uh, on, a on a podcast they want to be the first one in line. To jump in line. Okay. For, for Billy Napier, supposedly. Okay. Supposedly. Now, yeah. who knows if that comes true? It seems like he would get a – He's be in line for a bigger job than sure. uh, Louisiana, like right up or down. I don't even know where. I, don't know, either. I know what you mean. Yeah, LSU, I think it's right. down. LSU, yeah. yeah. So but, yeah, and I mean, I read Lincoln Riley is just getting a, a dump truck full of cash sent him from LSU. Same thing too. So it's that time of year. It you like to see it wait a little longer for some of these guys, but yeah, I understand why the ads are doing it just to jump in front. You know, get first on the carousel. I uh, guess first pick. You don't want to wait until the end and end up with Will Muschamp like the Gamecocks did a few years ago. So what? Was that? Sorry, my fault. I mean, it's a ricochet shot. <laughs> I, th- I think one of the things that's going on, and, I, and I, it may be a trend, and I think we talked about it a little bit last week. I don't know if I cut you off, Box. I'm sorry. No, okay, but uh, the, the Texas Tech, uh, the Baylor associate head coach that went to Texas yeah. Tech early, I think that's part of the reason that Fuente's gone early too. Is that somebody said Danny Cannell, I believe, I listened to this morning, and he said he brought up a great point. They, they're not going to do this, but he said there's a guy right now sitting at home in Fort Worth, Texas, that could start, that could come to campus tomorrow and start recruiting for you. And they won't go after Gary Patterson, but it's you know he was let go early. Fuente's going to get a job somewhere too. He was mm-hmm. very successful at Memphis. He's yeah. going to get a job. This coaching carousel is going to be a lot of fun, I think. And there's going to be, I, I believe this might be the year that Clemson loses not one, but maybe two coordinators. And that's okay. <laughs> no, I don't know I mean, about the defense. I, well, all right, not the defense, but I'm just saying it changes inevitable, and we've held on as long as we could, and it's not going to be the worst thing in the world because we're going to get someone – Really good, I think, to fill whoever's shoes it leaves. So, it, you know, it's, it happens in NFL too. The voice needs to change sometimes, and that's okay. So, I'm optimistic, yeah, I, which is right. I, sometimes you need change, but I would hate to see uh, Brent Venables uh, yeah, I agree. move on. Um, and I even wonder about Tony Elliott. If you, the history of the Clemson assistants, uh, though it's not, not a lot of them have gone. It hasn't worked out well for Chad Morris or Jeff Scott. Now Jeff Scott's got a little bit going on there. They're playing a little bit better, but still they're two and eight, right? right? Looking at two and nine and maybe three and nine or two and ten after last year. One of the ones that I mean, it kind of surprised me, but um, kind of not because of what happened on the field the other day. But Jimmy Lincoln fired at Washington, thirteen games. Remember, he only had three or four last year. And he didn't even make it through this year, and he's gone. And they're they're painting the whole thing. They mm-hmm. said it wasn't for cause. So you know, I legally, technically, it wasn't about what happened on the field with the player. Thirteen games, and that dude is gone. And they're paying him. You know, probably wasn't as much as some of these other guys, but they can't wait anymore, um, or they don't want to wait. Right. And they are firing guys mid-season in one guy after thirteen games. Crazy. It is. It really is. It is crazy. But this carousel, the trickle down is going to be there, too. So guys that take these jobs, I think after USC and LSU get get filled, uh, Jason Priester brought up in the comments about about University of Florida. Is Dan Mullen going to get axed this year? That's a huge job, too. So 
Miami might come open. I mean, yeah, they, that's looking some... inevitable too with the AD going because that was always a deal, right? The AD stays. He right. stays. That was his guy. Yeah. Later. Well, yeah. Apparently, he didn't want to fire Manny, so they right. they fixed that real quick. <laughs> well, the good the good news for Manny is that it looks like Temple's going to be open too, so he can he can now go back to Temple for a second time and. Coach his first game for a well, second he won't, time. He won't, he won't be in the ACC, and I can't I won't pick on pick on him as much. Uh, John Chancey, yeah. early signing period influences time and coach change too. Virginia Tech's break on the buyout was the day after early signing day. Interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I thought, I thought and I heard – I know what he's saying about the buyout, but I, like I said, I heard on a podcast, it was a reputable podcast, and they were saying that they believe it's because they wanted to be first in line. All these other teams, Washington, TCU, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and Texas Tech's already got a coach, right. um, so they're trying to get in line. Everybody's trying to get in line um, for the next guy. Okay, want to do a quick rant, fellas. Um because I already ran it on this last week or a couple of weeks ago about um, stats taking over the college football world. Look at this. The college football playoff selection committee continues looking foolish while defending its actions. I need to take that comment down. Um, There you go. Um, And that one, what's going on? (laughs) All of them. Better. Once again. While defending its actions with baffling answers, set aside – watching the games. This is from the chairman of the college football playoff committee, the guy selecting the teams. Now this was regarding uh, Michigan state being ranked ahead or Michigan being ranked ahead of Michigan state Um, set aside watching games. That's certainly a part of it, but statistically in just about every category offensively and defensively, Michigan comes out on top over Michigan state. He said, Again, it certainly is understood and considered that Michigan State beat Michigan. But at the <laughs> uh, end of the day, the committee decided that Michigan is still needing to be ranked ahead of Michigan State. <laughs> so basically, what happens on the field doesn't matter. Let's just look at the stats and go with that. I mean, I'm over it, right? I still use them occasionally on some things. I use them on some of the bets we're going to look at and talk about in a minute. That could quite possibly be the stupidest statement I ever heard. Now, I understand there are parameters around that. You know, if a if a two and six team beats an eight and O team, you know they shouldn't be necessarily ranked higher. That's a whole different category than what we're talking about. We're talking about two one loss teams, one that beat the other, and they're looking at stats to decide which one should be ranked higher. Locks, you got the floor. I I think this committee from from the first layout that they, they put out in the first week of, of rankings has really lined it up and set it up to where they don't have to do a lot of work. <laughs> Watching the game just so BCS. Exactly. Uh, on, that's a great comment. Um, the way they've laid it out, they're just making it so they don't have to make any decisions during or do any work. They've set it up to where literally if, if there's maybe one or two upsets, Notre Dame in the what eight or ten slot that they're in could end up in the top four because you got you got all these teams that could get knocked out or someone's going to, have to beat somebody. You know we know that uh, Michigan, Michigan State could both get beat by Ohio State. That's going to clear them out so they don't have to worry about any of this. You know just these disagreements that are going on right now. Uh, 
Cincinnati can be left out in the cold, or Cincinnati could even lose in the next two weeks. You got the Big 12, it, it, that could all shake out easily, uh, or they may not even make it too, you know. So Oregon has a really tough game this week versus Utah also. So, and, and Georgia's going to have to play um, Alabama. So it's, they don't, they, if things really go on the path that they should, they're not going to have to do much work or, or make many decisions on this thing. So they're just kind of letting it ride. And obviously, this guy's talking in circles. See that. <laughs> just a horrible thing to say i mean even yeah. if you're doing it you don't want to say it you know um, i wonder just, if they draw straws on like who's the head of the committee like is that appointed someone has to speak at the end of every one of these shows to her whoever gets the short straw this year you know ugh, it's, it's just not an enviable position to be in i don't think not at all beef yeah, you know, it's it's kind of funny. I, I might have a different approach to this year than I've had in the past, and it, it definitely is correlated to Clemson not being a part of it. This is fun, man. This is really, really fun. Uh, all the talking heads. You know, one thing that I want to rant a little bit about uh, to, to pile on your rant is Notre Dame. Notre Dame gets the benefit. That's right benefit of not playing in a conference championship game. I saw a bunch of banter and, and, you know, friend of the show pal has been uh, because I follow him and he tags me and everything. I see a lot of his stuff. A lot of the ND guys are trying to, trying to make, make light of conference championship games. And I get it with the ACC in the past has been Clemson versus four loss Duke, but this year Alabama is going to play Georgia in that SEC championship game. Oregon's may play Utah again in that, yeah. Oh no, it's north and south. It's going to be probably Arizona State, but that's going to be another tough game because Arizona State's playing a decent, decent football. I think it's Arizona State. God, I'm way to do research. <laughs> I think um, you know, it's Bedlam might be a thing. In, in it, there's just going to be games there that are actually meaningful, worthwhile on December sixth that are going to knock teams out. Ohio State might have to play a tough game in in, in their uh, championship game, although they're playing really well right now. I'm just saying there's a lot of chaos, whereas Notre Dame just sits back and and watches and lets the chips fall. And because they don't play an FCS team, they don't play any FCS teams, they're trying to justify not being in a conference championship game. I don't care that they're not in a conference. I just think you have to kind of not pat yourself on the back. You have to say, you know what, we are beneficiaries of this. And no, the country doesn't hate us as a whole because we have way more perks than other teams especially like a Georgia and an Alabama this year that are going to probably knock, if Georgia wins, knock Alabama out. And they're probably a top four team in the country. Well, and in that game in particular, I mean, in any football Thanks, game, Rob. in any football game, there's a chance of injury, but don't you think there's a chance somebody on Georgia or Alabama could suffer a, a yeah. injury in that yeah. game and affect the playoff mm-hmm. while Notre Dame's uh, sitting home eating, you know, eating cake or whatever. Um, also, if you don't want to put into question uh, whether you need a championship, uh, a conference championship win or not to be in the playoffs, don't go to overtime with Florida State. Don't beat Toledo by two. Don't lose to Cincinnati. So, yeah, yeah and, and they're good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, they've, they've righted their ship, I think. They've mm-hmm. gotten better as the season has gone on. I just, I, I just hate seeing this whole world is against us nonsense when they really reap benefits here, especially at the late part of the season. No doubt. Uh, and JP John Ben said the committee is just 
and we're letting it work itself out. And, they, and that's, I don't even jump into this conversation very often because that's what happens. We're yeah. talking all this mess and it really, it might come down to one or two, you know, four and five. Mm-hmm. The rest of it works itself out. I mean, it always has. Maybe it won't this year. I don't know. I tend to think it will. Um, and I even heard somebody say the other day, a talking head who's, you know, that spends hours talking about this. He said, yeah, I complained about it. And I complained that this team is five or six or four this week and it should be three or vice versa. He said, but in the end, out of all the playoff teams that have been picked so far, I agree with every one of them. So it's just like, to me, it's like uh, just wasted, um, wasted breath. It's something to argue over. Casey, and you kind of hit the nail on the head. Clemson's out of it this year, so we don't have to argue whether we're four or five or six and should be five or five and should be four or vice versa. And that is a relief, right? I, that, that's just a huge relief. That you're not you're not sitting on your uh, edge of your couch next week. I, I didn't even watch the thing last night. I didn't either. either. <laughs> I, heard, I heard about it, like I said, from a podcast I listened to this morning. So, All right, and people are complaining about four loss Mississippi State being ranked and the oh, SEC yeah. bias and stuff. And it's like, I heard that one today too. Yeah, the team that lost to Memphis and who else? Is they lost by forty to Alabama. I don't care who you lose by forty <laughs> to. They lost by forty. But they beat A and M, and that that and that same argument brought up what I brought up three weeks ago. All three of Clemson losses are quote good losses to ranked teams. Uh, Mississippi State lost to Memphis and whoever else, and they're six and four. Arkansas, they're, they're, they're ranked. Yeah. All right, let's get what the people are waiting for. Don't think you could have done any worse if you tried. Oh, I take that as a victory. These guys are doing research, so why should I? Beef, you stink the most. A true believer in what they're doing in North Carolina. That's why I'm picking Virginia Tech, Tennessee. I love Spencer Rattler. I agree with Marty. I don't like this. Look, you smell it, the back door cover. Right, well, I cannot get the entry right, but I got the fixed uh, intro down. And here's where we are, folks. Uh, overall record, I'm 20 and 13. Took it in the shorts last week. We call this a locks week. Podcast, like podcast, 20 and 13 overall, 0 and 3 last week. Terrible picks, horrible performance. I should be benched. Casey, 16, 16 and 1. He was 2 and 1 last week, but he had a big, beefy bet. It's the name of the show that garnered him 1100 and something. Oh, Lots hanging in there. 17. <laughs> okay. As far as the money goes, Casey was the only one with a winning week last week and gained 1,833 points on me. Now he's only 72. I said points. I should have said bucks. Now he's only 72 bucks behind. Lux has got some big bets coming up, I do believe, to try and make up some ground. We decided we're going to go. We're going to go through the championship game, correct? Uh, look at him celebrating lots. Through the, uh, through the championship I lost, game. I lost second least. How about that? Been a long – John Chase has said it's been a long time since Beef took Rutgers. Whoa. Maybe in the Big Ten championship game. The <laughs> Big Ten championship game. I'm sorry. That was funny. What Are, are you talking soccer or yeah. women, women's basketball? Women's soccer. They're very good. They're the two seed in the NCAA tournament. Oh, John Chase. That. that was funny. <laughs> All right. Luckily, I'm still in first place by 72 Sluggo Bucks, so I get to cho- choose who goes first and last. 
I'm not going first. Beef, you want to go first or you want to turn it over to locks? I'll go first. That's fine. All right. Go for it, Mr. My first first bet, I'm going to the American Athletic Conference. Our former, Clemson former co-offensive coordinator, USF, is plus five and a half. They're what? Two and eight. I think two lanes, one and nine. Oh, boy. Yeah, I like these toilet bowls a lot, although, you know, on the road, tough place to play <laughs> because, you know, you might get too much red beans and rice before the game. Uh, I'm taking USF minus or plus five and a half points for 500 Sluggo Bucks, please. Sluggo Bucks. All right. Believe it in Jeff know. Scott and the boys. Good point that the uh, opponent is one and nine. So if anybody could have a worse record than USF, I wonder if will he be on the hot seat next year. Um, next year yeah yeah if things don't turn around things don't start looking up all right one's in the books from the beef now locks you're up first uh you're up next where are you going first this is uh this is where we start making our comeback boys just just uh just hang on for the ride here okay uh i'm gonna go with uh michigan state uh plus 19 at ohio state I feel pretty good about it. Let's just see <laughs> as the voice goes up. Sounds like it. But Ohio State scares the crap out of me at home. I really kind of think they've figured it out. Uh, this is the, the two worst pass passing defenses, believe it or not, in the Big Ten. Um, Michigan actually straight up beat Ohio State in 2015. If you remember the, the kicker running down the field, waving his arm, going crazy. It was, it was a pretty wild scene. So uh, I don't think Michigan State's going to win, but I think they can keep it inside the numbers. So – uh, put me down for 1,000 Sluggo Bucks. Desperate time calls for desperate. You ain't seen desperate yet. Let's <laughs> <laughs> wait for this accountant thing, you know? <laughs> yes, I can't wait for the guy with the nerdy glasses to come up behind the box, push him up. All right, uh, first up for me, um, last couple of weeks I've gotten away from what's gotten me here, and that's betting against Clemson this year, unfortunately. <laughs> And when the line came out on Wake Clemson, uh, once it was over three, I decided I had to take it because that still gives me the out. Clemson can win by a field goal, and I still win this bet. Don't know if that's going to happen. Don't think that's going to happen. But I still have the opportunity to uh, win the bet, and Casey went with 500 Sluggo Bucks. So I am going to go. uh, I don't know what the over-under is in Vegas today, but I'm going to go with – 500 Sluggo Bucks oh. on Wake Forest plus uh, three and a half. I'm hoping Clemson can win by three. Pick number good. two for the Beefster. Let's just say Vegas is in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vegas <laughs> is in trouble. Pick number two. We're going to the upside down cockroach in the SEC. We got <laughs> Auburn. I locked this game in before the news of Bo Nix being out for the season. Not that I had any, not that I had any confidence in him. I just, you know, it makes it makes for better banter, I think. Uh, TJ Finley, LSU transfer, will take over for Bo Nix. I watched him play a couple games last year for LSU. He's serviceable, so maybe, maybe plugging him in it t- gives you definitely a, a different element. He's a large human being, and um, he doesn't have the legs or the scramble ability that Nix has, but he's still pretty fast. So. I like uh, Tank Bigsby and five other names of guys on Auburn, and they're playing the Gamecocks. So I'm going Auburn minus 10.5 for 500 Sluggo Bucks. 500. I'm sensing a theme here, B. And we made up words here scramble ability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I, 
My degree says English. I can make up words. I think I had some scramble ability eggs this morning. All right, Locks, pick number two. Uh, This one we're going to go to uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma locked in at uh, minus six. Uh, Probably been a little bit of a rough practice week uh, down for Oklahoma. I don't know if there's, you know, I'm sure Lincoln Riley still got his head in the game, even though uh, he's probably had LSU people calling him. night and day, probably knocking on his door in the middle of the night. Um, but I, I think the guy has a lot of pride. There's still a lot to play for. They only have one loss. So I I know they have Iowa State, pesky Iowa State, that everybody had picked, you know, to finish. <laughs> Was it four? Four or five early in the year? Well, they got four losses. But they have four right. losses. They started off like there were nine. Six, though, they? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just think they're going to come back angry. Uh, they, they shouldn't have lost that game. I, I think they uh, – they're just come back and, and, and murder Iowa State here at home. 2,000 Sluggo Bucks. Woo! Boys. Big. We're not, and we're not uh, done yeah. yet. <laughs> well, uh, you only got 6,000 to start it with. So um, I'm guessing what? that's what three is coming next. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I should have I brought that up. Uh, that Remember, that's one thing. I was terribly wrong on a lot of things this year, the uh, Heisman being one of the many. <laughs> But I was terribly right on Iowa State. I said, this team may end up with four losses. They may have five or six. They got six. four, and yeah. they still got to play. Who they play? Oklahoma? I don't know who the last game is. It's not a, not an easy one. I can't – I looked at it. It's, it's yeah. Kansas, Kansas State. Kansas State? Is that right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. It's something yeah. It, so they theoretically end up six and six after all the preseason – uh, love and we know Texas A&M lost their third last week. Did how many points did they go? How many places did they move up? They went out, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> with their with their third loss of the season. Okay, Miami. Speaking of picking games before the news comes out, that's one of the bad things about locking in these points spreads <laughs> on Sunday um, is that news comes out afterwards. Yeah. On both sides of this news came out after I took Miami minus seven. First, Miami fired their their AD. So I was thinking, what does that mean? Is that good news or bad news for Miami? And then the very next day, as we talked about earlier, Fuente gets fired. So I don't know who's favored, and I have no confidence in this anymore. I just know the last time I saw Virginia Tech play, Casey was throwing his phone because he bet on them against – didn't you bet on them? Against uh, Boston College, maybe? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey was not happy that day, so hopefully I can uh, – uh, make the Hokies pay for that, for hurting my friend over there. So I lost a little confidence, fellas. Miami, minus seven. I'm going to go 200 sluggo bucks on that one. Don't know what's going to happen. Vegas um, just perked up, let's just say. <laughs> one, more, one more pick for Vegas before they, know, they get excited. All right, Casey, your third and final pick. Third and final pick. I'm I'm going dancing with the girl I brought. I've been an NC State honk most of the season as well. Yeah, it might have been one with BC on the BC side. But anyway, NC State has been in my bets for the majority of the year. They're at <laughs> home versus Syracuse this year, uh, this weekend. They're looking to put it on Syracuse. They have to take care of their business so that they have a chance in the ACC uh, Atlantic Division. I'm going NC State minus 11 and a half points. For twenty five hundred sluggo bucks. Oh, wow. I'm coming back, and I'm going to make a statement. 
this I weekend. I think like that ties the all-time high bet on an individual game, which might last for exactly one pick. I've got a feeling. <laughs> I've got a what feeling. I'm saying, Locks, your third pick is next. All right, last pick is uh, Notre Dame. Uh, the aforementioned Notre Dame that we spoke of and, and ripped on. Uh, I like them here. 17-point uh, favorites at home versus Georgia Tech, who's terrible, whose coach may be on the hot seat also. Uh, transit pop property tells me that uh, <laughs> Notre Dame beat Virginia last week at Virginia and stomped them. Virginia is better than Georgia Tech. Therefore, Notre Dame wins by 30 per the beef. <laughs> Notre Dame's also, also covered five in a row. I like him again. I'm going to bet $2,501. On <laughs> I had $2,500 written down. I can All right. Down. But I got to one-up my guy. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. There's some competition going on here. And it's about to wrap up, fellas. All right. My third and final pick. Look, I told Beef before you came I got to tune in here, Marty. Explain this to me. Like, I'm struggling, and I came up here and, and just stared at this thing all day today, thinking, who do I pick? And I went from one team to another, to the other team, back to the other. There was mismatch of information. It was conflicting. I was confused. I didn't know what to do. Then I looked in there and I saw Michigan was playing Maryland. And I said, Michigan's going to beat Maryland. But is Michigan going to beat Maryland by 15? I knew you were going big this week. And I knew uh, Beef was all proud of his 1,112 Sluggo Bucks <laughs> win last week. So I figured he'd go big. So I said, he's right on my butt. And I've got to do something to show him that I mean business. So. I think this is the only third the third money line I've taken the whole year. I won one at Michigan State yeah. at Miami. I, I lost one a couple of weeks ago. Um, but this is the first one I've taken as a favorite. Mm -hmm. So to pay you guys back for that, um, I've got to go big here to make some bucks. So I'm going to go – let's see – Where's that guy I sent you guys on the text with all the numbers floating yeah. around? Is it? That's me this week. Um, I'm going to go Michigan money line and screw you guys and your little chumpy twenty five hundred. <laughs> Here we go. Seven thousand sluggo bucks on <laughs> Michigan money line. You got to do it to win the thousand bucks. You got to do it, right? Yes. He's not losing. That's a that's a yeah. He won. He won a thousand bucks. That's what he just did. Woo! Where's that Ric Flair when I need him? <laughs> Where's that Ric Flair when I need him? Fox uh, would put seven thousand and one on his, but he doesn't have it in the <laughs> bank. Don't have it. I was either yeah. here's the deal, guys. I was either gonna go. Um, I was either gonna go like real large, which I did, or I was gonna go real small, like seven dollars and win a penny or something. Right. Depend that's why I wanted to go last to see what you guys do. But it's been a while, so I need to remind you guys. Oh, kiss your boots if you can do it. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. And Pooler, Georgia. I'm the man. Man! Woo!
Of course say, that graphic works. Of course. <laughs> it should say, yes, of course that one works. It should say <laughs> Kyle, Texas. Uh, now I haven't updated it yet. I was too busy dancing on your grave. All right. Here, <laughs> here, here, here watch Maryland win. <laughs> and then, okay. Awesome. Here, yeah, that'd, that'd be just great. Here is the, uh, here are the picks. Marty, weight plus three and a half, minus 112 for 500 sluggo bucks. Miami, minus seven, uh, minus 106 juice, 200 sluggo bucks. And Michigan, on the money line, minus 700 for 7,000 sluggo bucks. It's going to be a while for either one of you can beat that, break that record. Beef, Auburn, minus ten and a half, minus minus ten and a half, Goals. minus one fourteen for five hundred sluggo. <laughs> NC State, minus eleven and a half, minus one twelve for twenty five hundred sluggo bucks. South Florida, plus five and a half, minus one ten, five hundred sluggo bucks. Locks, Oklahoma, minus six, minus one oh eight, two thousand sluggo bucks. Michigan State, plus nineteen, minus one ten for a thousand sluggo bucks. He got cute. He thought he was going to have the record. He had it for about eight seconds. Notre Dame, minus 17, minus 112, 2,501 sluggo bucks. Now, beef, you put in a little note on the chopping beef tomorrow. Doesn't sound like you're going to be chopping any beef. It's a game time decision. If I can get the slider to sleep by 8.05, then we'll have it. If I can't, we won't. So, daddy, daddy duty. Daddy duty tomorrow night, but we'll see because the next Thursday I'm busy, so it's going to be a good, a good break for chopping beef if, if there is no show tomorrow. So we're going to try, but we'll see what happens. Game time decision. Stay tuned to your local chopping or uh, what is it called? Social medias. <laughs> You're on top of it. And yeah. uh, Nelson chimes in. Good to see you, Nelson. Uh, that's a lot of sluggo capital on Captain Gaggy Pants. Uh, <laughs> that's a little scary. I didn't even think about it in that, in that way. All they got to do is win, though, Nelson. All they got to do is win. Uh, over on Seldom Use. Oh, go ahead, Case. I was just going to say, I'm going to be buying Maryland gear if they win. Just <laughs> <to say. laughs> and, and shipping it to Kyle, Texas. Over over on com, John Chancy and I are struggling to get a top five every week because nobody wants to be, uh, you know, number five. Apparently, Cincinnati can't right. beat a crappy team by more than ten points in the fourth quarter, and all kinds of shenanigans happening. We we pretty much, you know, we know number one. That's about where we are after that. But our top five is there. John Chancy emails me Sunday Monday, I think it was, and said, and his, the title of his email was. 3,764 <laughs> words. Uh, he wrote about DJ and, and Clemson and the cautionary tale of uh, some superstars that you've never heard of again. So a great read. Nelson was just um, uh, talking about it before the show to me, saying it was a good read. He thought I wrote it, and I, I took credit for it for about a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> I finally told him that, no, that was John Chancey's doing. And, uh, great, great article, John. I appreciate you for um, – for uh, taking the time to write those and, and work with me on SouthernUsReserve.com. And it looks like Casey may have two cents tomorrow to add to SouthernUsReserve.com, but we won't. Have, we may or may not have a chopping beef to talk about or to put up on the site. Casey, thank the people, and let's get out of here. Thanks to everyone in the Southern News Reserve College Football Discussion Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for all his help, John Chancey for all his work. 
and all those words on SeldomNewsReserve.com. Everyone on Seldom News Reserve, Sluggo Podcast, each and every one of you who listens, likes, shares, and participates. On behalf of Zach Locks Parker, Marty Seldom News Reserve Coleman, I am Casey the Beef Creek, and thanks so much for listening. We'll see you right here next week on Sluggo. Good to see you, Locks. Thanks to everybody for helping the vets out. Till next week or till next show. Later. I think that sounds pretty good.